2: Podcast 78, and we are round the final bend and onto the home stretch. And I'm joined in the studio by uh, the Thoroughbreds in the form of Michael. Hello. Moscow White. Hello. And an old nag in the form oh of. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Welcome along, Oddy. Oh, it takes you to write that. Hello. Lit- by lit- the way. Literally seconds. Yeah. Um, issue 10, the 10th and final uh, edition of the Squareball fanzine, is going to be out for one day only versus Derby. Uh, loads of good content are going to be in that, including the interview with Vinnie Jones. That will be available at Ellen Road and at the squareball.net.
0: White watching.
2: Behold, gentlemen, I present to you a victory. Classic. And yeah. um, what a victory it was. We are, of course, referring to Leeds 2,
3: Blackpool nil. The Luke Murphy Show.
1: I knew he'd come good, always liked him.
3: And Hunt. What a flick. We knew these players had it in them. We just played a bad team, didn't we? Mainly.
0: Well, you did, it?
2: you did say on the last podcast, actually, that uh, the fixtures were desperate to give us a victory, and you were right. Give yeah. us
0: two. Two bad teams, two good wins. <laughs> yeah. Or bad wins. There's a
1: plan there. It'll yeah. just be shit teams in this league. We have a chance of beating them.
2: It has to be said, Blackpool are absolutely nosediving worse than we did. Top of the league to nearly bottom
0: of the league. Just goes to show Paul was the man holding it all together. And if they're looking for a replacement for Moyes... I can only think of one place they should turn. He's got the experience. He's got the sun. He's got the arrogance. <laughs> he's got he's got the coat. Look Everybody North.
3: hates him. Perfect. Yeah, the other day Luke North did a, a sincere story about how Steve Bruce might be in the room for that job. Which seemed a little bit optimistic. Well of, well received? Well researched or Yeah, okay. I think I think they just went, Oh he did he used to play for him. It's in our region.
0: Put a put a our region spin on it. The um the a Scottish website, well, a Dunfermline website, in fact, uh, went with ex Dunfermline athletic defender David Moy sacked from <laughs> managerial job this week.
3: Anyway, we're talking about Scummer. Yes. Yes. We'll sorry.
0: M- Murphy. It was all um, Massimo's idea, as he said. The two crucial changes one, Brian McDermott's got to dress a little bit more relaxed, two, Luke Murphy's got to play a little bit more forward. And Although Brian McDermott did claim afterwards that playing Luke Murphy further forward was all his daughter's <laughs> suggestion and she'd been on at him all season. <laughs> you do wonder who, who, where the power lies. Well, the power lies with Murph and with booting it at Smith and or Hunt and seeing what happens.
2: Mm, I mean, this is one thing I've picked up on from watching our recent adventures is that you think we don't seem to have much of an idea, but at least
0: whacking it at Smith's head is an idea as limited an idea as it may be. You've got to play in their final third. You won't score a goal with the ball in your own penalty area. It's the Howard Wilkinson way. Get the ball forward as quickly as possible. Charles Reap. Is that the man I'm thinking? Yeah, Reap and then followed by Hughes, wasn't it,
2: who uh, popularised it? Yes, Andy Hughes. Hughes. Charles Hughes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And there is a certain truth to it that when the rest of your team is Scott Watton, uh, Stephen Warnock, Michael Brown, Michael Tong, just get it forward and play Murphy in attack and see what happens. The first goal, I'm not sure he went into the box with the intention of carrying out a Cruyff turn, but all turned out for the best. Second one was a great finish. It was I brilliant, thought, I thought. Yeah, it was brilliant. Confidence. Should
3: have passed. Who too? There was someone in the middle, probably McCormack. <laughs> Keep M- should uh, have done better. I was going to say,
2: McCormack would disagree generally, wouldn't he? His <laughs> modus operandi. Fuck these lot, just get it in, shoot.
0: Well, that's it, and it, it was kind of a, a a nice break for somebody else. Has anybody else scored two goals in a game for Leeds United this season, other than McCormack? I think Smith, we've barely scored two goals yeah. as a team in a game. This fair. is true. So it was good to see a midfield player getting two goals, and also once his goal-scoring dander was up, he started spraying the ball about. Lovely. There was one through ball to McCormack that was absolutely brilliant. Talking about his else, dander being
1: yeah. up, there's a good picture of him when he scored. It uh, <laughs> was rather exciting.
0: His, his dander was was very at least in a semi, yeah. yeah and then I upward state. I made a, a gif of him manhandling himself after the game as well. He did uh, his first thing um, before shaking hands with the referee was to to put um, Luke and the boys back in there. Little Luke, little Luke. <laughs> Again, I would suggest
3: probably Massimo's advice. <laughs> he loves a crotch grab, doesn't he? <laughs> so
2: he offered his sweaty hand to the ref. He handled with the Left and shook with the
0: right, if I remember correctly,
3: as any gentleman would. <laughs> that's just that's just basic food hygiene. You learn that on the courses. <laughs> Red chopping board for meat, green for vegetables. Left hand for fondling your penis, right hand for handling food. Got Bo- a
0: system exactly. <laughs> Body language which is more than uh, McDermott's got. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Moscow's just shown us the uh, the gif he made of uh, of Murphy handling himself, and he he goes for a moderate handful, which is mm, you know obviously needed to put the boys
0: back in the barracks. He's bordering on having a wank, really, isn't he? When you, when you get down to it.
3: Well, do you, you, the
0: way you've looped it, that's certainly how it appears. <laughs> yeah. But He'd be better had you done it with the same hand. He kissed the ref, actually. <laughs> Full on bullets. I mean, it was a game defined apart from Blackpool being rubbish, Luke Murphy being good again. It was all about body language. Murphy... Grabbing his crotch, Juve style, at the end of the match. McDermott in the tracksuit, sitting back. Nigel Gibbs in the technical area, running things. And then it obviously led rise to the whole, well, Gibbs managed just to 5-1 against Huddersfield. And then 2-0 against Blackpool. See who's the real manager here. Gibbo. G- <laughs> the Gibster. Gibbon, surely.
2: yes. <laughs>
3: I don't like Brian in a tracksuit.
0: No, why not?
3: He's a bit fat. Is <laughs> yeah. what it boils down to He's got a bit of the Ben Fry's about him It's a bit of the George Dawes sort of ba- <laughs> Giant baby thing Yeah it's not nice He, he looks alright in a
0: suit he looks, yeah, He's a suit guy He looks respectable
3: bit. in a suit In a tracksuit
0: Well, his If he was hanging around
3: Poundland in it yeah. You'd think oh this looks a bit bit simple Needs <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: taking care of But he'd already had the pressure put on him With Massimo talking about him Throwing in the water on the ground Yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, about him taking sips of water and then throwing water on the ground He's, and you're bound to become hypersensitive to this stuff when your president is doing press calls and saying do you ever look at my manager do you see what he does, he does this what's the matter with him, who knows it, I don't know what's fucking with this guy Yeah. so I'm not surprised he doesn't understand the, the people does he the strange people so the Irish, the Irish. <laughs>
3: who were not really Irish in McDermott's case
2: Let's not get into another racist argument. Let's move on to Barnsley.
0: (laughs) Which is a different
2: species. (laughs) McCormack, got a start on that.
3: What an incredibly good goal that was. It was wonderful. And a a proper partnership goal as well. We've bemoaned the fact that him and Smith both are on the same pitch but often stood about 50 yards apart and not actually playing together. Mm. Stand within range of his headers. All of a sudden this happens.
0: Well, that's what um, was quite good about Murphy's first goal was it was against Blackpool, was a Smith knockdown, McCormack got it, passed it through to the Murph, goal. And then here, uh, didn't bother with Murphy, because he McCormack doesn't need anybody else. He doesn't even need Smith, he could have brought that ball down, down himself. But um, yeah, the the flick, the spin, the finish, the roaring in the, down the lens of a camera celebration, all good. The Some other, might
1: say the keeper could have done better with that. Eh, yeah, but... Uh, it but it, had, was a, uh, it was, that was birkamp yes. turn,
0: And then the other 89 minutes, Leeds United did their level best to make it feel like it never happened. (laughs) (laughs) Towards the end of this game, I did kind of have the feeling of, God, another bloody nil-nil draw, I hope we don't lose. And then I sort of remembered, oh yeah, that happened in the first half.
3: I did write a while ago in the the four at the back section of the magazine with Barnsley how we basically only have ourselves to blame that we have to keep playing them, because without the points against us, they would have gone down a couple of years. And now it looks like finally we might have beaten them, and they might, barring... A miracle, really. They will go down. They're 1-40 to 40 to be relegated now. So it's going to happen, isn't it? In non-betting speak, that's a bloody good chance. Yeah, if you <laughs> put £40 on, you'll win £41. So it's going to happen. It's got to. I might put a bet on them staying up just to
2: just in, to make case, sure. just in case they do. <laughs> yeah, it's quite hard to eke much out of the rest of this game. Um, perhaps more of the talking points, the, the brilliant pictures and, and videos that made it onto uh, social media of fans having a good time.
0: Damn them. How dare they? <laughs> the uh, police have launched a thorough investigation. I don't know what they're actually investigating. All that seemed to happen was some fans got up on there's these girders in the away end and they got up on them and banged on some things. But it's, it's, some South,
2: it's South Yorkshire police, I'm sure they already know.
0: Yeah, they'll have a narrative <laughs> ready, I'm sure. <laughs> the only other thing that happened uh, of no, really in Barnsley was going into a pub after the game and the first person... We came across as wearing a Kez t-shirt.
2: Ha <laughs> ha I
0: don't know if he was paid to be there, if he was like a meet and greet, but um, that was nice. Man from the future. <laughs> he was the Barsley tourist information man. I did, I've i got a Kestrel, sir. Yes, sir, anything else? Got a, a Kez, another Kestrel. <laughs> One that's alive.
2: You spoke about body language before then, Moscow. That was interesting, watching the, the pair of them walking off Brian and Gibbo, the Gibbon, the Gibster. <laughs> sorry i'll stop there.
0: i like it i like (laughs) gibbo gibbon gibster
2: big big g the g dog walking off giving the lead salute when brian Mm. was sort of skulking off with his head down
0: the photo made it look like that i felt bad for brian about this because somebody caught gibbon at exactly the right moment where it seemed like loads of people's players walking off were clapping them and giving them salutes and he returned the gesture so was about two seconds and that's the photo that went round and it, it seems like all the good stuff McDermott did in Slovenia to make friends with the fans, he gave them money. That was a photo. Has all been forgotten. It's now kind of like, well, Nigel Gibbs is clearly the tactical genius because <laughs> he stands up during games. Such as the Poets. And the Leeds, uh, the passionate Leeds fan, because he gave was a, a, a photographed giving a salute to um, some people as he went off. Seems like Brian can't do right for doing wrong. But
2: that is, that is the nature of the beast, isn't it? That is the nature of the beast. Gibbon. Indeed, it's a <laughs> gibbon. And then on to Eastern Monday. Normal service resumed. As I've sort of pointed out across the course of the last couple of podcasts, we generally, as a rule, beat the teams below us, which are becoming fewer and fewer, and then lose to the teams above us. Now, they were in something... Well, they were riding the crest of a slump, weren't they, Forest themselves? But they made us look really second-class in this one.
3: Their league position makes you think they may, might be all right, but... Other than beating Birmingham, which everyone's beating Birmingham at the moment, they're a bit of a, a Blackpool competitor down there.
0: I didn't see their form before the game, but it was pointed out afterwards. Do you want to d- just do this since February, coming up to the Leeds game? We're going lose, draw, lose, 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 draw, draw, lose 5-0, lose, draw, lose, draw, lose, draw, lose, beat Birmingham, beat us. Where are they in the goddamn league? 8th! How can you lose and draw that much and still be eighth, whereas we lose and draw an equivalent amount and we're about 30th? The football league's corrupt. (laughs) That Derbyshire
2: goal, the first one, was like, sat there, managed to get the the TV on, managed to wrestle the control off the kids, popped it on about, about, you know, 45 seconds into the game. Oh, good, I haven't missed anything. Uh, Just got myself settled down, ran through the middle like a hot knife through butter. 1-0 1-0 down, just fucked off into the kitchen. Put the, put the Disney <laughs> Channel back on. It was
3: much the same in the ground. People were like, I, just, I should check my phone. Yeah. Yeah. 88 minutes to go. Actually, yeah. I, I think people are not counting down to 88, but to uh, the end of the season.
1: Well, the guy next to me left after about 20 minutes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there was a yeah. fair
3: number of
0: people. just. And you were chatting in yeah. the dugout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a and waste yeah. of time. You've wasted everyone's time in this stadium. <clears throat> I don't understand... Why he changed it. I understand why Saliukos had to be removed because he was injured.
3: Bank holiday weekend as well for Zaliukas. You know what that means. <laughs> Four day weekend!
0: We'd beaten a couple of bad teams. It was predominantly the same players. Why not just send them out yes, in the same and, way? And
2: he yeah. stuck the fucking diamond on and the diamond didn't work
0: I must then. And I'm not still not quite in the Sack McDermott camp, but I don't understand why he does things like this that make everyone pay attention to what he's doing. If he just put out the same team again, perhaps, well, I suppose maybe you'd get it from people going, he just picks the same players all the time. Time, but it was inevitable as soon as he went to a diamond that the question was always going to be what's he playing the fucking diamond for but
2: the funny thing is when we had that really bad slump of results that came I think it was after it was around Wednesday and Rochdale and he did the stupid bloody formation he, he kept the same team then he kept sending them out to try and remedy this this slump and it never happened so now maybe he's fearful of sending the same team I, out again the problem can't... for
1: me problem for me was there should have been no pressure on that game for us because we'd, we'd won at Barnsley which sort of Made us safe, really. They should have just gone out and played football. They can't play football. They can't, they play, can't, they play, football. can't
3: play under pressure. No. <laughs> <or> <laughs> with no with pressure. No pressure. Yeah. And I can't have been the only one who, oh, having known McDermott's post-match interview, when he said, we played a diamond, thought, yeah. oh, is that what it was? Because <laughs> watching the game, I, I wouldn't have honestly been able to say... It was a bit what, of a rough diamond. What, what, was go- <laughs> what was going on at all? They were just men on a pitch, and that was it. That, well, was, that seemed to be as far... It was like a Sunday league game where you turn up and no one's got a ball. And the first time anyone touches it is when the game's kicked off, and you've got someone pissed, <laughs> and there's someone playing in trainers because they've forgotten boots. It was a complete waste of time, and there was no, there didn't appear to be any structure. No. It was just like, just go out and just, you know, just, take, just get it over and done with. Chase them lot around with the ball, <laughs> see if you can get it off him And when you get it, just hit it up to Smith. Oh, Smith's not playing. <laughs>
0: Do it anyway. And the upsetting thing for me was watching. Well, lots of upsetting things, but Warnock. Watching the game. Watching the game. Watching Warnock just getting beaten time after time after time. Not because he was being beaten by skill or good players, but just because he wasn't paying any attention to what was going on around him. Do you just... think he was injured? Well, he did that thing of limping off again with half an yes, hour to go. yeah. yeah. And I think he can't be asked. I absolutely agree with you. I've thought for months that Stephen Warnock can't be asked. Every time he
3: goes down, every game, and you can yeah. tell he's always looking to the bench as are like, oh, it's a bit. Please take me off. It's yeah. not
1: just once. I don't, he I does don't it like three or four
0: times in a game, like he's. And several. I don't games, want to be here yeah. when Jason Pierce is playing on that side. Jason Pierce is on the point of running up to Warnock, clipping him round the back of the head, and saying, "Mark that player who is running past you now." And it takes that for Warnock to go, "Oh, is this my man? Do you want? Do you want me to go and tackle him?" I mean, he's got the ball. And he's well, he's on goal. He's still on goal now. Yes. <laughs> so there's him on the left, and then Scott w- Wootton. I could have. Got to Matt Derbyshire (laughs) And tackled him For that second goal It was just like a Oh well I I tried I got a touch on the ball I
2: don't mean to insult you But you're not a professional athlete
0: And Scott Wootten is Like he said He could probably beat Scott Mm. Wootten to that Mm. ball It was He did just look like I just kind of I might get hurt if I tackle him Do I have
1: to But that ball went past About four Leeds players Jack Just save it I don't want to do it.
0: Jack why
3: why are you crying Jack (laughs) Yeah
0: why you keep rocking? He's been in the paper today saying, uh, the experience has made me stronger.
3: <laughs> it might yet kill you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's not it's over in, yet, Jack. In the context of him uh, giving up on his World Cup dream. Bless him. I don't know, whatever... McDermott does I don't know if you can legislate for I mean if we do just call them out for players like Warnock who plainly he just don't him, care but he picks well then him the, the alternative is <laughs> Pew
3: no it's not the alternative is AD White. White yeah. who actually is going to be here next year Warnock well. if we can get rid of him we will I doubt anyone will be willing to pay the use of twat's wages <laughs> but so we're going to have him for another two years but fucking hell put him in the reserves is a waste of time Pew's mm. leaving in a couple of weeks and then he brings Pew on He's not helping himself is he? No, no. He's, The he's answer players
1: are on the way out <laughs> The answer is Charlie fucking Taylor Get him back <laughs> Get him in that side Jason, he Pace to,
3: Jason Pace has to go in i will cut his face <laughs> Throw in the kids get Richard Naylor in charge
2: you No know, Eddie Gray Eddie Gray I want <laughs> A, a, a grey Nail a combo that's yeah. A, yeah, Dream anyway. team Listen, let's round this bit up um, Well, no, we can't round this up yet because Michael we need Brown
0: to, uh, Michael Brown's been relatively inoffensive during this. No, it was his fault games. the first goal against gave the to ball away midfield But I mean, in terms and of
3: then st- And then did some pointing at people <laughs> He did <laughs> You should have been you, Where I lost it You should have been stood where I lost it So you could have tackled it Oh, we shouldn't yeah, the, uh, the
1: ref yet, have we?
0: No, there was, a, there was On Brown, there was a build-up I think it was a forest attack Or it might have been the Blackpool game They were too many teams wearing shades of red one of the Forest and or Blackpool players pushed over one of our defenders so like about five yards away Brown just pushed over one of their forwards and then turned to the referee and was like what, what's he doing on the for-? it was just really and I just didn't understand why everybody's just it's Like a logic of a five-year-old. Yeah. Why? We had this against um, who was it? At Elland Road. It was Blackburn, wasn't it? Where their two players, if two players yeah. are down injured and run into each other, they don't. But have they to But they also go off. took McCormack out at the same it's time. Like a double right? negative. Yeah,
3: is yeah. it is? cancel one another out.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But and they so they they professionally fouled each other and took McCormack out against Blackburn, which he wasn't happy about, understandably. And then the ref didn't make them leave the pitch. And on Monday again. Just get them off the pitch They've tackled each other And then drop balls Which I think Tom Lees at one point Looked like he was going to go And contest a drop ball In their six yard box <laughs> It was manic And that referee um, I didn't care for him
3: As Jose Mourinho would say he cost us the game No No he didn't um, No he No We wouldn't have scored If we were no. still playing now No
0: Let's wouldn't. face it We had a lot of possession
3: Rudy Austin was at right wing back He, he was, did alright there actually
0: He didn't seem keen on going forward Rudy Austin has got it in his locker Just knock it past the player And run He He can't do anything
3: once he gets there. He can just keep running. Mm. Keep running. You might win a corner. No, (laughs) go kick.
0: Still, that was nice to see. Rudy Austin, right wing. So, can I wrap it up now? Who are you going to give it to?
2: Two games remaining. We are 16th on 53 points. God, it's been a struggle. Uh, We've now lost 21 of our 44 games. We are 10 points clear of relegation, so we are safe. Hooray. But we're 14 points below the playoffs. Leicester, perhaps, not out of reach. They're only 43 (laughs) points in front of us at the minute. I reckon we can claw that back over a decade. That bloody rest cost us. (laughs) The News. Do you ever feel like somebody's watching you?
0: Like Rockwell.
2: Just like Rockwell. Just exactly like Rockwell, in fact.
0: Who's going to do the Michael Jackson BVs at this point?
2: Uh, I don't think we should. I think we should save our voices for any potential voice situations that arise later in the podcast. Um... This one, yeah, security sweep carried out at the instructions of Massimo Cellino. I wonder what he was looking for.
0: It's surpri- uh, surprisingly thorough for for a man who basically doesn't give a fuck. Man know. don't give a fuck. <laughs> On the one hand, man don't give a fuck. On the other hand, man is ordering a thorough security sweep of all the premises, and a successful one.
3: He don't give a fuck about money. does give a fuck about people watching him shit. <laughs> That's what we can take from it. Th- a very strange turn of events, this one, but completely in keeping
2: with the madness that has surrounded Leeds United. In fact, this was probably the last proper act of madness, this, wasn't it? And then hate going. It's been boring since, hasn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. Somebody should put them back in. Apparently, it doesn't appear to be against the law. No laws have been broken putting this surveillance equipment in, but it does seem that paying for them with club money... I'll be honest, guess... that's a
3: relief to me, because I've installed a few <laughs> hidden cameras in toilets. and I've always, been, I've always thought it'll come back to bite me at some stage. In the clear, mate. Yeah. You're in the clear. <laughs>
0: oh, nice. As long as you didn't misappropriate club funds for the purchase of no, technical no, I've equipment. No, no, saved, done for
3: that myself. Saved all my pocket, all my pocket money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if anything incriminating was found. There are a lot of weird theories that, like Yorkshire, what is it now? Radio Yorkshire isn't actually just broadcast, but also <laughs> has like reception equipment for all these incoming broadcasts from the Ellen Road board. No, I like to think
3: it's just a wire. And will follow it back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... If, for, for me, Stand, hang on, where's was, this leading? <laughs> with a paper cup at the end.
0: That's exactly what you think Ken Bates would be installing. He's just like somebody turning up with a... Well, those huge old radios that's like a sideboard. Ken, <laughs> we got the latest technology here. We're going to sneak this in.
2: Just for the record, in case any solicitors are listening, and we know a lot do... We're not meaning to imply that Ken Bates is in any way responsible for this surveillance equipment.
0: We're merely commenting on the speculation that has been abroad and making light of it. Because it's so so ridiculous, we can do that. Is it too ridiculous for Ken Bates? I'd argue nothing is too ridiculous for Ken Bates. It's strange trying to work out, because there was a lot of talk about them being put in during the East Stand construction. And I don't know, perhaps Michael's experience in surveillance equipment can tell me more, but... I don't think you need to knock down half an east stand and then rebuild another half of another one just to stick some microphones and cameras in it. My understanding of
3: surveillance equipment was that it would be quite small. Mm. It wouldn't need to be built into like a large roof space or anything, yeah. unless we're living in the eighties, which
0: Ken is. That's true, actually. <laughs> Watching his secret cameras being loaded in by crane. <laughs> Uh, like those you know, electric fences If Ken was over the road listening And again, if his solicitors are listening We are not implying in any way <laughs> That he, he was or has been Or would even consider doing such a thing um, In fact we're definitely saying that he's not well, no. well,
2: That's what we're saying But, the, the, the
0: but we're image, just imagining if he, if he did The image of him being trapped in a conversation With the receiver is, <laughs> Don't sign it Let's Tell him not to sign it Answer me <laughs> I vote no. Ah, <laughs> oh, they voted yes. It's <laughs> nobody listening to me. It's like that Bergerac
2: bloke. He never bloody listens either. Meanwhile, later on April the 11th, hmm. this happened the same day, didn't it? Mr. Hague has gone. He's he's left. He's resigned. Why is he
0: resigned? owing to various statements made by and on behalf of the new majority owners of Leeds United FC. So really, I mean, that's shooting fish in a barrel, because various statements by and on behalf of the new majority owners regarding David Haig, we can start with son of a bitch, which, <laughs> the devil, were they were, they
2: were they statements or were they captured... Phone calls. There
0: were still statements, I would say. Would have been nice to see that say. on the official website, though. <laughs> David oh. Hague, sick in the head. Owing to, <laughs> owing to be being called sick in the head and a witch, which is just not true. People say I'm sick in the head, and
3: they're the ones that are sick because they wouldn't even let me get the video of the people <laughs> weeing.
2: <laughs> Mr. Hague, we've always respected you and your work, um, and we'd just like to say for the record, very clearly. This is a comedy podcast. We are not meaning in any way to imply that you are responsible for the cameras. So, what podcast? Just go should with
0: we it? be doing a, an apology for not making anybody
2: laugh? Just, just go with it. Okay. For legal reasons, etc., um, etc. Et where we don't
0: mean it. David is definitely not responsible, unless, of course, he is responsible. Yeah, then we'll be back. Yeah. I do like the um, the personal tone of his resignation. I mean, if you look at all the statements. GFH Sport Capital David Haig have ever made. It's basically always just been, GFH Capital would like to assure the fans that the takeover is progressing for the best of the club. We'll have more updates for you when there's something to say. That's basically all we ever got. This went on, this is a matter of particular regret to me, since I was the person who first introduced Eleanor Sport to the club's owners, and I gave them my full and constant support. I can't... I'm not finished. It just goes on and on. My unstinting support of Leeds United throughout my time at the club. And all those years before. (laughs) Yes. Has extended to loaning the club money to ensure the tax. Blah, blah, blah. I can't. I can't get through it. It's too goddamn. And even after he said it extends to loaning the money, he searched endlessly for suitable investors while at the same time not taking any payment that was due. I had to deal with and manage what can only be described as the crazy situation of very limited support from those who should have supported the club in the management. And you know who you are. It's can, can I just say, by
2: the way, you know, we were laughing about this last time about the, or was it the time before, yeah. about David Haig handing yeah. over his credit cards yeah. to Celine Patel? He was only going to get me a sandwich. Um, <laughs> True. On, on occasions, this resulted in my paying club running expenses on my personal cards and last-minute dashes to wire personal money to the club to pay the revenue and customs.
3: But, uh, Salim, if this is for revenue and customs, why, why why, am I sending it to you first? Why don't I send it to HMRC? This cheque says, it says Salim Patel, and you're insisting I leave it blank. <laughs> I'd have to pay the man the bills
0: instead. He just sounds pathetic all the way through. I did everything which was in my very limited power to take the club forward. He was the goddamn MD. Do you um feel Acting. any
2: do you feel any sympathy for him?
0: Um I
2: th- <laughs>
3: no. he's, been, he's been incredibly self serving throughout the whole thing.
0: No, no, no. When you get to the end of this lengthy speech to Oprah Winfrey I have arranged for Sport Capital to convert some of the loans made to the club into shares and once complete those shares will be given to the fans so it truly will be the fans club I mean what noble to the last what a gesture what a fucking martyr he really is tax judge <laughs> And there's no, there's no. Yeah, you're right? You right. Yeah, I'm fine. now. you're thinking. No, evidence of, like which fans he's going to give it to. Is yeah. it going to be his mum and dad? The nice ones, the ones who said nice things about him. Yeah. It's only some of the loans. They're going to be difficult. And to in mind. Not all the loans are yes. paid back to him. i gonna um, arranged for Sport capital to convert some of the loans into shares. That's for a tenner's
1: so worth it? of shares in fuck all. It's the people's <laughs> club.
2: And you're also responsible for £35 million pounds <laughs> worth of debt. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yes, it, it was odd that that came out. Um, the I'm going to say they...
3: now, I don't think that will ever happen. I think that was him <laughs> just maybe trying to, please don't hate me. Yeah. I'm going to give some shares to you in a bit. And then you'll be you'll own the club, Well, you'll own you might own like half percent of it. Uh, but, but don't hate me, please. I still would like to be a politician.
0: Well, this is it. Wherever he, t- he turns up to take part in an election,
3: please don't tweet future employers.
0: I mean, people <laughs> go to world wrestling events with Bates out signs. It's not beyond the power or wit of Leeds fans to turn up at it was Northampton South where he was. He's been turned away from first. But I would say anywhere within these aisles that David Haig goes and tries to stand for Parliament, there is gonna be a big Hague out contingent. I mean, We Beat the Scum 1 Nil changed his name to We Beat the Scum One Nil and stood for Parliament previously. He I don't I'll suggest it to him that he goes and stands against David Haig. And, and changes his
3: name to David Hague Fuck my club. <laughs> <laughs>
0: April the 11th was a very exciting day when the the news about the surveillance equipment broke, and then it was immediately tweeted that we're expecting a resignation statement from David Haig at any moment. You don't get two events like that happening almost simultaneously. They linked, no. no, not I'm, No, no, no. I'm not talking about no. there being a link. No, I'm just talking about the the sheer excitement of it all oh and the the snowball that seemed to be developing, but it stopped. It did stop. Let Listen, let's talk about something a
2: bit less unseemly. Let's talk about drugs, gambling and rape. Which uh, one's your
0: favourite? Uh, none of them. No? No. Gambling's alright.
3: Drugs can be alright as well. Got a combination. In moderation. I, I, I try to stay clear of that. Uh, I don't know
0: where I would be without my Sunday morning paracetamol.
2: Drugs-wise, um, there's, there's, a, there's a nasty story doing the rounds in the paper about um, a football club and, and drug use and um,
0: other things? They're not naming the club. Yeah, They didn't say if it was a Premier League club. Normally, if it's definitely a Premier League club, they do like, they can at least say Premier League club. Mm. Didn't say Premier League club, just major club. And drugs, it was about drug taking in the boardroom, wasn't it?
2: Well, that sounds like a terrible set of circumstances to, to be happening. Let's, let's hope that the authorities get that cleared up. And it's it's all put to bed. I think it was already hoovered up. Well, the good the good news is the good news is Adam Pope contacted West Yorkshire Police, mm-hmm. and they said they're not investigating anything, so it can't be us.
0: Are they the only police force in the country? They're
2: not. The well, they would
1: investigate a club in this region. Yeah, so we we
0: know it's not. That, so that's good mm. news. Yeah. Fortunately, Leeds United always play at home. Gambling. <laughs>
1: F- has, this, has
2: this been... Dexter Blackstock... Well, this isn't us either. No, no, but I'm sure the papers were going, former lead striker, Dexter <laughs> Blackstock... Yeah, star. Yeah, star, yeah.
3: He's got that goal, is not he? He's been, he been
2: Goals he did. per minute ratio, pretty good.
0: Injuries per minute ratio, even better.
2: This follows on, actually, from what we were talking about, Ronnie Moore last time. There's a, there seems to be a bit of a thread running now with... Has uh, Mo- he- Ian Moore's wife ruined Dexter's life as well? Possibly. No, actually. No, she hasn't. Pick Dexter Black- Blackstock... Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Dexter Blackstock is being investigated for betting offences. The point I was making was that he's not the only one in recent times for this to happen. Because Ronnie Moore last time. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah.
0: I thought you were implying a closer leeds United link.
2: No, um, no, just, I was just highlighting the fact that that's what the papers do. And then rape. Simon Lenigan's in court on a rape charge. And we should probably say not a single
3: word more than that. Other than he's a bit of a penis for taking pictures of photographers outside the court. Don't do that. No. no. Keep your head down. Innocent or, or not? No, let's just... Innocent or No, not. No, no,
0: no! Don't no. do that. Don't do it. Don't, no. He does seem to like taking pictures of things. Ross
2: he? McCormack, he's scored 28 goals now, which is uh, which is great news. Considering it's,
0: the side he's in. Yeah, he's, do, he's doing all right, isn't he? Uh, it's, lots it's, of assists too. It's either great news or really depressing news that 62% of our goals can be attributed to one player either through the finish or the assist and that doesn't take into account the ones where he effectively assisted, assisted himself. himself. <laughs> Um, which I can think of, Sheffield Wednesday. You can't double count switched. those ones, though. Can you not? I don't see why not. Well, I mean, I know I was talking about Tom Lees's, uh libero role setting up the goal against Millwall. Yes, probably. But really, that goal was just McCormack getting a ball and scoring a goal. Um, and how the ball got there, Tom Lees will always history will always record him as having the assist. Perhaps don't, his, not, history is wrong. <laughs>
2: Good news uh, for, well, maybe for Ross, but not for us. Chileno. Ross McCormack is a real striker and I'd love to see him in Italy. We wouldn't, unless he means the pre season tour.
0: It's, uh, it reminded me of what um, Terry Venables said about Olivier de Corps when like <laughs> if he like, I will drive him to Italy myself, except Venables was like wanting to get rid of him, whereas with Massimo, it's like, I will drive him to Italy myself, keep him at my house, he'll clean my pool, he can. Marry my daughter, he's a great a real striker, he'll play for my other team that I'm selling, honestly, sometime soon, for real.
2: On a similar tip, uh, Massimo's going to be attending the Ross McCormack of the Year event um, after the derby game. Where's that being held? In the Ross McCormack
0: Pavilion. Yeah. Pigeon detectives are playing though, so we can probably predict, since uh, Chilino is going to be attending, it's the first club event that he has attended and we've got a rock band playing. What do we know that Massimo likes? He's an axe man, isn't he? Yes, I had to think what you meant by axe. Man. <laughs> oh, I
3: wasn't. I wasn't at all prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. was tuned in. Oh,
1: <laughs> I think Brian will come out with his acoustic. Get out! And I just turned everything up. They'll put him in the second room.
3: It's yeah. a uh, black tie do. Apart from Brian, who's in a tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> Brian will be in the toilets trying to get people to have a lolly and a spray of deodorant for a quid. <laughs> well, now the cameras are are out of there. He can do what he wants.
2: It strikes me more as a singer-songwriter type, does McDermott versus Chelino as a rocker.
0: This is a song I wrote about a uh, reading. Uh, my new, f- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's called Great Conversation. That's a. Um, I wrote this one for the fans. <laughs> that's a uh, Ronan Keating song. I think it's called Good Conversation. It's about staying up all night, having like just talking all night long.
2: I deep, can, that's deep, man. Yeah. Brian, that is. I bet he's a Ronan Keating man as well.
0: But, um, yes, tables face. of 10 are available for £500, which includes a bucket of beers. And You don't get
2: a burger and a bottle of
0: water on arrival. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to uh, sleep in a tent either. The red flags against this event, we lined you're up...
2: fucking negative, man. We lined up all, negative, all the red flags. They do this every year and you're picking negative points out of it. One,
0: nobody is keeping an eye on the box anymore. Two, uh, Ross McCormack's going to win everything. Three, Ross McCormack claims to have been off the booze all season. And uh. we've seen him at these events before. <laughs> Four, pigeon detectives playing Massimo present guitar. Inevitable. McDermott's tears, likely. It's not going to end well. It's almost that, worse. That,
2: this is going to be the evening where Chelino sacks him, isn't he? This is what's going to happen. Brian will run out in tears. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hey, get up on the stage. He's like, oh, he's going to give me a pony.
2: Hey, you're <laughs> a firehead. I don't give a fuck. <laughs>
3: you go back to. No, don't go back to the training ground. You fuck off. I think Massimo might make everyone leave. Everybody, fuck off. <laughs> this is a private party, eh? <laughs> all of the men, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going, gorgeous? <laughs> You've gone French again. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
2: Oh, dear me. Jamie Ashdown's back from injury, you know. Yes! Is he out of contract at the end of the
0: season?
2: Yes! Yes. Will we ever see him again? No. (sighs) 4-1 defeat to Sheffield United. (laughs) I I remember how positive Mrs Ashdown was uh, when he got his move to Leeds, bless him. Bless her. He was just just Mr Down before he came to Leeds. (laughs) Shattered the ash. Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: And Danny Mills. Big news on the Danny Mills front.
0: (laughs) Yes. Headline, Danny Mills invests in struggling pasty company. What? One, how can a pasty company ever struggle? Although, um, the one thing that this story did inspire... Bad pastry? Uh, apparently they stink. But Danny Mills is invested um, in these stinking pasties, saving 250 jobs. Mills blamed an overly aggressive expansion policy... Um, and the government's pasty tax ah, for the firm's difficulties. Tax. He told BBC Radio Five Lives, "Wake up to money. They got into a bit of trouble, so we came in. It's a fantastic brand, great product, and we, s- product and we saved over two hundred jobs." Why, Danny Mills on BBC Radio Five Lives, well, "Wake it up it, to money." He
3: said he'd it said saved two hundred and fifty jobs. <laughs> He's already sacked fifty people. <laughs>
0: well, he'd not <laughs> saved any jobs in um, Lincoln because Lincoln's West Cornwall Pasty Co. As far as I'm aware Lincoln's not in West Cornwall Well they don't have to worry about it now (coughs) This is is David Haig's fault again isn't it Well if anybody should be saving a pasty company What David Haig should have done Is he should have taken the loans due to Sport Capital, turned them into Shares in the club and given them To the West Cornwall pasty company Turned them into
3: pasties, Give them pasties To the fans to the homeless, get, for fuck's sake! To, uh, to the homeless, all the fans, The homeless fans
2: get a free
0: pasty. The one sleeping in tents Hague. on the Ellen Drogh pitch. He's going to eat out of his hand like a horse.
3: <laughs> hey, listen! He'll keep his big hand very
2: flat. One thing that we're not going to see on the pitch. Well, maybe one more time. That goddamn abomination of a home kit. It's gone soon. That blue ah, thing. Ten quid <laughs>
3: shirt. I think um, overpriced. There's loads
0: left. I think it's been overlooked as a problem this season. We've blamed McDermott, we've blamed Stephen Warnock, we've blamed David Haig, Salim Patel.
2: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems, it's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
1: Bombus, big comfort for everyone.
2: Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first
0: purchase. rudding we've blamed Tom Lees, we blame Neil Warnock. Nobody's blamed the kit, or at least if they have blamed the kit, they haven't blamed the kit enough. That I was going to thing. say,
2: I, I had the passing thought about this the other day. Is it? Do you think it's the home kit in which we've
3: yielded probably fewest points ever?
0: Perhaps the
3: Premiership relegation year. I'm reckoning is worse because mm. there were fewer games as well.
0: We have apparently. I think we've lost more this season than we did when we got relegated from the Championship.
3: We should look into all this and maybe. Oh, no, we we'll
0: just make it up. Yeah, Fuck yeah, it. We've lost more games this season than any team ever. Really? Um, mm. But certainly, I don't think that blue. Tire track up the front of everybody's chest. No wonder they go out on the pitch already feeling deflated and run over.
3: Which player do you associate it with? First one comes into your head. I always associate kits with certain players. For me,
0: it's a Rudy Austin kit. Yeah, yeah. Ask me again because I need to empty my brain. I'll, I'll,
3: I'll ask you and you'll know. The blue half and the half blue half yellow kit. Um, Gunnar Haller Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> I knew you'd know. I knew you'd have a straight answer for that one.
0: <laughs> Try me on some others. Top man. Gary Speed. Thistle Hotel's blue and green. Oh, blue and green. Thomas Brolin. Oh.
3: That's Yeboah. was the right answer yeah.
0: on that. Yeah. No, Yeboah's the white um, round neck.
3: <laughs> i Bri- would have gone Brian Dean on that? Yeah.
0: No, Rip Brian it. Dean's the blue and yellow striped kit. But only the one where the, um, it originally had the kind of the, uh, the black outline around the Thistle Hotel's yeah. name that they had in pre-season when they didn't have a, a proper kit. And then him and uh, David Batty posed with pistols. He's right. And the headlines, Ebony and Ivory. Different time. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's all true.
2: Do you vote then, chaps?
0: I've done. Uh, it's between me and the ballot box. And Twitter. And yeah. a hashtag often. Too. Yeah,
2: Reason, reason I bring this up uh, is the FL125, that's the Football League, and their one hundred There's th- only
3: FL72, surely.
2: Oh, no, this is a different FL. Oh, too so many we'll, FL hashtags.
0: Which yeah. FL is it, then?
2: This is the 125th they expand birthday.
0: Expanding the league? I thought this was a train, anyway. <laughs>
2: The FL125 is the 125th birthday of the Football League, now led by that gentleman, Sean Harvey. Fans were asked to vote on social media on an assortment of topics. Was
0: Sean Harvey one of the topics? No. Because I would have voted no. I don't. Whatever the question. The question, Sean Harvey.
2: No, we can't. First question to look at the results of. What is Leeds United's best ever match? Uh, in fifth place was the Bournemouth victory in 1990 with 9%. Sheffield United 2, Leeds 3 in 92, the one that nearly clinched as the title. The one that we got the same day, anyway. Third place, Leeds 2, Bristol Rovers 1 in 2010 with 16%. Uh, A shade in front of that was the Leeds 4, Liverpool 5 in 1991 with 17%. And then the runaway winner with 43% was the 7-0 victory against Southampton in 1972. The famous 7-0 victory, off the telly. Would you argue with any of those, really?
0: It's hard to say because um, the... When you say it's hard to say, Michael says yes. Numbers two through five were all within my lifetime and my memory. The winner, however, I have to turn to Mr. Oddy to my left. Careful. Do you want to fill us in on on what was going on? It was a
1: long, long time ago, children. (laughs) I was only younger. (laughs) I don't remember it at the time, but I remember it since... Yeah, there was goals, lots of goals, great football. So in terms of game of football, we've overpowered a team and outclassed them. Some of those other games there...
2: They're important games, but not necessarily good games.
1: Well, our second... Yeah, well, the the Bristol Rovers 2-1 that got the promotion, that was a hell of a game. Looking back, it was a great game because it had everything, but at the time, it was just
0: a horrible day. It was a hell of a game and it was actually hell.
1: Yes,
2: well, I mean, the, the, the <coughs> Sheffield United 3-2, it was, a, it was an abysmal game. It was. was it was, was game a game we
1: were waiting for. We wanted yeah. something to happen.
2: Yeah. It was, and, it was terrible. We were awful. All, it was just a mad... mad and ball. every goal
1: seemed to be a, a, a fluky mismatch of half-kicks and ricochets and... Injuries. And yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah.
3: It, was, it was a weird, weird day, was that, but a brilliant one. The strange thing about the, that one winning is that I reckon most of the people who voted have never seen that game. They'll have seen the, that five-minute clip of it.
0: And if you watch a game... Pre the modern era Especially going back that far It's not always the most exciting spectacle When um, the Guardian Pulled up those uh, Best ever back passes And there was footage of Graham Souness With the the ball in the centre circle Attacking for Rangers Put his foot on it Turned and played a 50 yard back pass To their goalkeeper Because he could pick it up You forget how awful the back pass rule Or non-rule Made a lot of football that's, so, well, that's four of these five games out then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> there is that thing of you want to sit down and you want to watch a classic old Leeds United game, and there is an element where you kind of you start to miss some of the modern speed of things. So, <laughs> have, you seen, have you
1: seen Leeds United lately? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is true. I was just thinking yeah. it doesn't
0: really apply to what we're. But I mean, it's a typical. This is a very Leeds United listing. that the second our second best ever match we lost.
2: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that Mind you, that, that Liverpool game, the first half an hour of it, well, the first half of it almost, we were absolutely dire. I remember, I can remember watching it, and, and I remember looking at the old scoreboard in the cop, and it was 28 minutes when, I think it was John Barnes scored the fourth. I was thinking, wow, this these are dead good. Because in my lifetime, I'd never seen us properly in the top division. I was thinking, wow, this is like, this is impressive. This is what a real football team looks like. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we just kind of matched them and then started just overpowering them. It was, it was an amazing day.
0: It should have been 5 all. Yeah. yeah yes. I mean, the, that still was never a foul. A Chapman I mean. header. And we're still
1: yeah. upset about it, to yeah. be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why it's getting the attention again. It's like, vote for that and we'll, we'll right the wrong. Yeah. Um, the other
1: games, you, Derby 4-3. Yes. Th- but again, we were shit in the first half. Uh, Southampton away. We came back and won that one as well. Mm. You know, the first sort of games because we came back and won, which is always that good feeling when you've, you know, when you've, being arsed and then you actually turn around and win it.
3: The high score in Liverpool game where we actually won as well, Viduka with all four. Yeah, that's kind of a modern, a modern classic. Well, six one at Wednesday's the
2: one I'd, uh, I'd flag up as yeah. what I mean, just a, an all round comprehensive, dominant performance. We were fantastic that day.
1: I'd have picked that one myself.
2: Or even the Villa four one from the Championship year as well, <clears> with a little uh, little corner routine between McAllister and Strachan. It was brilliant, and my game just that was probably the day that we laid down a marker and saying we were actually serious about this and we were fantastic that day.
3: I mean, personally, Leeds 2 Bristol Rovers 1 is maybe my favourite game because I was too young for the to enjoy the title win and since then we've not really done anything else.
0: <laughs> well, there's um, none of the uh, European games there. It's, it's a football st- league thing
3: though. I don't, know if you, I don't know if it had to have been a Football League game.
0: Oh, the cheating scum.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I was thinking, I thought that. My initial thought was why none of the Champions League ones all stuck out for, what, for what, and, one game. Uh, and, um, but yeah, I'm guessing they probably discounted ones that
0: weren't in the Football League. Football League discounting votes, eh? Are you implying some <laughs> sort of... Corruption. <coughs> I wouldn't say corruption. As such, I would just say rank dishonesty, perhaps. Yeah. As an institutional level.
2: I wonder, would this one have made it then? um, Our biggest ever victory against Lin Oslo of Norway on the 17th of September in 1969. Because when I was looking at the games today, and I I had a little dig around on the internet for this, there's a very good article on mightyleads.co.uk about this game with 10-0. They set up with a 6-2-2 formation, which might be one of Brian's for one of the closing (laughs) games of the season. I don't know.
0: (laughs) The fans want me to try something. I've tried 6-2-2. Yeah, it worked.
2: Very typical Leeds fashion that we were 9-0 up after 65 minutes and then just could not for the life of us get the 10th goal. We got the 10th la- the in the last minute from a deflected shot from Billy Bremner.
0: How many defenders did it deflect off if oh. they had six in <laughs> them at the back? But it could be any <laughs> number.
2: But, but also very typically Leeds as well. It wasn't the biggest result of the night because Feyenoord beat Reykjavik 12-2 in Rotterdam, Facts Fans.
3: I'm, I'm going to go against you there because away goals, 10-0 better than 12-2. They this only count double if it's
0: a draw, though. It wasn't a 20-0 win. In
3: the second leg, though, Reykjavik win uh, 10-0, they go through. <laughs> well, we, we won 6-0 again in the return
2: leg of this uh, in uh, in Norway. 16-0 aggregates, still, I think, the highest aggregate score by an English team in Europe.
1: Back when we was good.
2: Doesn't qualify for this, though, so, so never mind. Who is Leeds United's best ever captain? This was voted for a runaway winner. They should build a statue of him, really. You think? Yeah, yeah. Gordon Strachan in third place, 7%. Lucas Radebe, 12% in second place. Billy Bremner, top of the tree, 81%.
1: Less debate on this one, I think.
2: Would you put Lucas above Gordon? I mean, in terms of being, again, a bit of a statesman, you might say so, but Strachan, in terms of what he did for the club... No, I'd go Strachan, second.
0: The only um, good thing about Strachan coming third in this poll is he got... 7%, 7%, which is his shirt number. So that works out quite nicely. And I wouldn't like to take... six O or OCD? Yeah, I wouldn't like to take 6% off Lucas Raderby's vote because he, he probably earned every vote, but um, that would have been the, the better thing. In fact, Lucas Raderby should have taken 7 off and got 5% of the vote.
2: I'm a bit surprised there's no place for Kevin Nichols.
0: Really? You're just being sarcastic now, aren't you? Yes,
3: I am. Human. I'm guessing he didn't come top of Luton's. There were, according to these percentages, there were no other votes. No one, else, no one else merited a single percent. As I
2: understand it, they had to submit
3: like a final shortlist. Oh, okay. So certain things were left out. Oh, that makes sense.
0: Like Bobby Collins and Kevin Nichols.
3: <laughs> Worst leads captain would have been a better. In fact, no, that would have probably been about the same with Kevin Nichols winning it
0: by a, an absolute mile. Who would have been second? Did they have to have been captain like, not just... You're thinking Robbie Rogers, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking he should have been in the running for best. I wonder where he would have come. He did all right. Well, he did nothing wrong as captain. Kevin Nichols did lots wrong as captain. Robbie Rogers didn't need no a vote. Complaints.
3: He didn't need a vote, did it? As as we're going to come on to in a minute as well. Best ever manager. They don't need votes. You don't need to have seen Billy Bremner play to know he's our best ever captain. There's a statue no. of him. They wouldn't have put that there if he wasn't the best ever captain. That's a good point
2: you make. It's a good point. <laughs> They've
3: named a stand after Don. They don't have a um, a Dennis Wise concourse anywhere, do they? There's no confusion. If Ken Bates had carried on.
2: Given half a chance. Um, When was Leeds United's best season? Again, I kind of debate one or two of these. Like in fifth place, 2007-8, which was that's the League One season.
3: Ahead of of years, we won actual trophies.
2: Yes. (laughs) Um, That came in fifth with 5%. 2009-10, also League One, 8%. 89-90, 9%. 67 68, first European trophy that was 31%, and 91 92 came in at 47%.
0: This is all well and good, but as pointed out in our note below, 1973 74, we set the record for consecutive unbeaten games that stood for about 50 years. It still stands now, and it doesn't still stand now, but it stood for a bloody long time, and then we won the league and it was Billy Bremner lifted the trophy. That's our greatest ever captain there. Yes. (coughs) We were wearing shirts with the smiley badge on and tracksuits with the players' names on the back in big letters. We were, in May 1974, indisputably the best team in Europe. We would have won the European Cup that season if only we'd won the league before the season before and could have entered it. Um, Because we would have won, I can't say we would have won everything we entered because we only won the league that season. But we were capable of winning... Anything, And we won the league at not quite a canter, but second half of the season difficulties as is traditional with Leeds. I think Simon Grayson was born around Christmas time and so (laughs) he started to have an impact on the the post-Christmas form. But I would certainly have said that that was a more significant and better, because we're looking for the best season. 1973-4 should be nearer the top in a poll of Leeds United's best season than 2007-8.
1: But this poll says more about the people voting than the seasons itself. How
0: old <coughs> do you have to be to think that Trezor Candol played in a better League United season than Alan Clark?
3: Gotta be honest, I think this is down to people knowing we were good in the early seventies, but not knowing quite necessarily which years the trophies were in. So they've, gone, so they've gone so they've gone for stuff that they can remember. Curtis Weston minus, played in two thousand seven eight.
1: The minus fifteen season. Which was good to start with. the count down to zero and and all that, but it was League One, and
0: we didn't go up. It was the lowest league position Leeds United have ever had in their entire history.
2: 15 <laughs> points adrift at the bottom of the third tier.
0: Our best ever season. I mean, maybe there is there was a, um, an element of the fighting back to uh, the Football League's corruption to it, and maybe that's why it included in this vote, but 73-74 should definitely be in there. And even 2009-10, when we got promoted from League One, we went up second and the bristol rovers game was a brilliant game unforgettable but um we were
2: shite after christmas
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we talk about pressure on mcdermott now simon grayson was sort of struggling to keep his job for much of the second half of that season because it looked like he was going to fuck up our promotion but now it's our fourth best ever season one percent behind Howard Wilkinson's achievement in 1989 <laughs> Which was
2: brilliant! What a season! Although incredible. we did only
0: go <laughs> champions on goal difference, if I remember correctly.
2: You are right, but you know, you can only beat what's put in front of you, can't you? And we, we did, yeah, to a then, large extent. And the
0: difference is, uh, in 2009-10, is we largely didn't beat what was put in front of us <laughs> too often, which is why it became such a strain on the final day. So I think two, Leeds 92, Bristol Rovers 1, is third in our best ever match... Because that season should be nowhere near a best season, Paul. Because that game should have been irrelevant. It should have been irrelevant, shouldn't it? Yeah. We should have had 100 points by Christmas and been promoted Which, if you're a long-time,
2: a long-time listener of the podcast, I will admit that I missed because I went on a stag do, which I couldn't get out of because I thought it was going to be irrelevant by that point. Like a twat.
0: 1991-92 was top? Yeah, I mean... I would say so. Being yeah. an old twat. Like what I am. Probably well, it's,
2: the, it's the best one since about 1974, so... Hard to argue with it. On to the question that caused most consternation then. And you you can probably tell where we're going to go with this one because um, Howard Wilkinson came third in the poll for who is Leeds United's best ever manager with a mere 7% of the vote. Second, Simon Grayson with 19%. And top, obviously, Don Reve, 74%. Not going to argue with Don there. He is the man who, who, in whose image Leeds United is made and continues to be made.
0: And much as Gordon Strachan got uh, a percentage of the vote that reflects his shirt number, Don got the number 74 um, in which he won the league the, the best anybody could ever have won it and also the year he left Leeds United, so beautiful it's poetic poetic. so that works that's fine
2: the point i would like to argue against is that perhaps simon grayson is better than howard wilkinson by a long way by 12 whole percent
3: yes that seems wrong show us your medals that's what i'd say to them both
2: i mean look without, without getting all intellectually superior and wanky about this there is no comparison whatsoever between simon grayson and howard wilkinson as managers
0: none well i mean you say that Simon Grayson did that thing where he dropped Beckford for ages and then brought him back as captain. That was some brilliant management. That was good. He dropped Howson. Yeah, he had brought to him back bring on. him off, off the bench.
2: Whereas Howard Wilkinson single handedly transformed the fortunes of the entire club. Ah, I see. Have, go with that, yeah. Having changed the culture and the mindset from the very grassroots upwards.
0: However, if you think about it, when it came down to the final day, Simon Grayson had the balls to say to. Jermaine Beckford you're back in the team you're captain and to say to Johnny Howson, you're out of the team you're not captain I don't know if he was captain at the time anyway <laughs> I can't remember
3: just, well, you're not captain yeah. just in case you were wondering when, when we went to Bournemouth <laughs>
0: we went to Bournemouth on the final day of the 1990 Howard Wilkinson did not have the balls to say to Carl Schutt you're in the team you're captain <laughs> um, he instead started with Bobby Davison because he didn't think Carl Schutt could Take the news and Bobby Davidson, who was—I uh, think he had a broken leg at the time—had <laughs> uh, had to come off after five minutes, and then Carl Shutt came on. So basically, Simon Grayson was a man about his final day selections. Howard Wilkinson was too much of a coward to face up to Carl Shutty Shutt, and as far as I'm concerned, I've struggled to regard any of Howard Wilkinson's achievements as uh, as anything but null and void ever since. Coming up.
2: 44 down, two to go, Birmingham City away and Derby County at home. Let's get this fucking
3: over and done with. <laughs> he, we say for about the third or fourth season on the trot. We're safe now though. At least it's a fairly stress-free last couple of games, isn't it? Hey, listen, we could uh, really upset Lee Clark and that makes me happy. Yeah. Nah. Unfortunately, Blackpool probably won't get any more points and so they'll be safe anyway. And Millwall pulling out of it, which I'm, I really
1: dislike.
2: Yeah, it's a shame that, isn't it? Yeah. It is a real shame But uh, Birmingham They've only won two In the last six 21st at the minute Level with Blackpool They are a point Behind Millwall and Donny To be fair though These things Normally go down To the last day And will involve Some sort of Craziness
0: I think because of um, All the games Are live on Sky Aren't they Well not all of them But it's kicking off At 12.15 So that Sky Can have a big hoo-ha Um, on the final day. Still show us. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So this game needs all the games, in fact, the week before. Now, I'm not implying any corruption in the Football League whatsoever, but I suspect all the results will just go with what they need to have an exciting final day at the bottom, because promotion issues decided...
2: This is tinfoil hat shit, this, mate. It is. You're getting seriously. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm hearing a lot about the Football League being corrupt, and now, apparently, I have to believe it. And these voices in my head are taking over. Um, so I don't actually know what result against Birmingham makes creates the most excitement on the final day.
2: How do you think we'll do?
0: We'll lose. We always lose.
2: Beating 4-0 at home.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's just in general.
2: They were 4-0 down by half-time to
3: Blackburn on Monday.
0: Then they scored two, though, and they'll probably count double against us. They That's be... what happens
3: in this league, though. But mm. This is one thing that Brian doesn't seem to have quite twigged, is that when teams are in the lead by a few goals, you sometimes get one back. And then it doesn't mean you've played well and you've turned things around in the second half. It's so that the other team's had a cigar on for
0: 60 minutes. Are you implying that Brian doesn't know this league? Because he thinks he knows this league. He knows
3: He'll the tell league, you. he knows Reading. He, know. No. He, no, he also knows Leicester. He knows how to get out of this league.
0: He says, look at Leicester. He was saying this week, It's like, I oh, know Reading. That's the best we,
3: way of doing it, win, yeah. win the league.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, look at Leicester. I, and he's trying to basically put himself forward. And said, I did at Reading what Leicester have done. I did that. So I don't know if it's a little bit like taking the credit for everything. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Tell I just you what promoted Leicester.
2: Do you know what he's trying to say? He's trying to say it requires a four-four-two with mm. a couple of wingers,
0: um, power, pace, and power and pace.
2: Yeah, that, that's what he's saying. A I few
0: think. good conversations,
2: which it, because and a track suit. and because he can't play four-four-two with Leeds, that's why he's floundering. He doesn't
3: have a plan B.
0: He had five wingers at Reading and go, at no, least. we've got Cameron Stewart. A.D. White. You really want A.D. White playing at the moment, don't you?
3: I'm no massive fan of A.D. White. I would just rather he played than Danny Pugh or Warnock. Surely know. we can all get I'd rather now. go out with
0: ten men than Pugh or <laughs> Warnock.
3: Talking to Kibbe, if he's injured, when they're on loan, don't you ship them back? So what we did with Blackstock. I don't even know letters. No, you haven't yeah, agreed. No, no,
1: you have. No, you haven't. What do,
2: uh, do whoscored.com say? <laughs> who it's, it's the important question. <laughs> Everyone's asking it. Mm-hmm. Why scored? aren't they giving us money for this yet?
0: Because um, we haven't sent them our listening figures. Right. Uh, maybe when Can we will. We just will. send them an invoice. If we get, we probably get better, bigger views than who's, anyway. who Anyway, whoscored.com says that they attack with crosses from the right, um, which is interesting when you look at who plays right wing for them. It's I know. Co- I know what's coming here. A, a player named Chris Burke. Who? Yeah. Christopher Burke, he's uh, has six assists for them this season, which I not think is their really,
2: top. Not really good value for money in my eyes. That. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, we had Cameron Stewart there instead. Which wing did Cameron Stewart play? He played he's left. He played on in. the left, so he's so cutting so over we're, the bar. We're, look, we're looking at our <laughs> alternative to Kebe, um who appears to be running uh, anything that's good about Birmingham City. Although the other thing that they've got is Zigic. Of course And we need to find a way Of stopping but him But
3: is rubbish Apart from against us
0: Well this is it This is why we need a plan And I was, I've he's, been,
3: he's like their special team if, if they do go down They'll probably still be paying him 60 grand a week next year In League mm. One
0: I've come up with a plan I think Because it's been mooted for a while That Matt Smith Should just move into defence Because he is The second coming of John Charles I think that experiment Starts at Birmingham Because <laughs> we're all looking at Brian And saying You know Try things He's saying I tried a diamond I tried wearing a tracksuit Try having Matt Smith man-marking Zigic. I want memories of Fairclough when he used to man-mark Cantona every time he played Man United and he found it not quite as easy as marking Tony Daly in the 4-1 game against Aston Villa that you referred to before. But I reckon Smith following Zigic all around the pitch, that would be a sideshow I would watch instead of the actual game,
1: to be honest. We'll throwing a curveball than throwing speed as a sweeper in that Makita tournament. He needs to think outside the box. Well, well outside the <laughs> box here, I think, yeah.
0: <laughs> Well who are you pro- proposing as sweeper? Smith.
1: No, I'm just saying it's just a, that change. AD <laughs> oh, White.
0: Okay. Who A.D. White? So we're gonna have Smith man marking it. Who's gonna man mark Chris Burke? Punock. Because if he's coming down the right, he's up against Punock. So is it A.D. White's responsibility to control Burke? Pierce. So Pierce, Pierce is-, is
3: playing left wing back. He's okay. played there once this season. It was yeah. a thing. I've it was got a, it a wonder. I've got it. Grenville Hare. <laughs> then you've got Burke and Hare.
1: Look it up. Okay. Are Why do it was just man mark everybody? Go one for one? Yeah. <laughs> like basketball. <laughs> it's totally. Uh, we can't be any shits, can we, then? What we're doing now? <laughs> Does this mean. We're, we're really desperate, aren't we? Yeah. We're really desperate.
0: Well, Brian McDermott, have to man mark Lee Clark, like just getting the dugout with him. <laughs> yeah. <It's like> <laughs> pouring, <laughs> Spilling bit, bits of water on him. Yeah. <laughs> on his notepad. Yeah. <laughs> just just grabbing his bollocks like
1: Vinny did with Gaza. Yeah. Uh,
0: nice no, no, no suit, Lee. Strip. I don't know how else to mime the idea of Brian McDermott stripping Lee Clark naked on the touchline.
2: It's nearly all over.
0: It's nearly all over. And then watching Brian McDermott trying to climb into his little schoolboy suit, bursting out of it all over like (laughs) some kind of superhero. The end is coming. I want to have a really good conversation with you, Lee.
3: The end is nigh. It's nearly over. Talking about this
0: silly positional
3: stuff, Derby, why not? Sunday league rules. Pick your position out of a hat. Has he not been doing that Has he been doing (laughs) Um, Um, it? Butland's looked... Sad in net hasn't he? Yeah. All of a sudden, right wing. Late, late bid for the World Cup. Yeah. I was I was reminded the other day because when Pace got the Forest job of um, him bringing David James on up front for Man City. Well, he, he took him out of net to put him up front, even though he had John Macken on the bench who was an actual striker. <laughs> they needed a, they needed to score, and he, he thought he brought
0: Nicky Weaver on in net and put David James up front instead. Do you remember O'Leary's old go-to tactic of Dubry up front mm. that never worked? <laughs> In any circumstances. We just kept trying it. I remember it's that Blackwell tried the same thing. Everyone just looks at Dewbury and think, There's gotta be a striker in there somewhere. was that own goal he scored. Was it Stoke? We scored both ends. I don't know. I can't remember. He
3: scored loads in his career. I think he got he got two in a game for Oxford. Yeah, he not, did yeah. not that long ago. Special
2: talent that. We were on the road to saying it's nearly over. Last game of the season. It's Derby. They're very good. Shit.
0: We went through um. Forest's form before, didn't we? Not going quite as far back with Derby, but win, lose, win, 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 win. And then they're playing Watford, they'll probably win that. The the one bit of hope, assuming that we still care about winning matches at this point, and we're not all just there for the lap of honour, is that they're in the playoffs. So Steve might want to rest a few players and you'll certainly want to keep Will Hughes away from Michael Brown. <laughs> Because if...
2: This man-marking plan.
0: If Smith is man-marking Ziggich, I'd suggested uh, earlier in the season that Rodolphe Austin could go to Derby and meet out some serious justice for Will Hughes. And instead, Hughes just danced around him and made him look like a buffoon. Michael Brown will be leaving the club this summer unless clause 16, subclause C, paragraph... means that he has to have another four-year extension, otherwise Warnock's pets die. So, Brown, I think, why not leave the club on a high, (laughs) in handcuffs, (laughs) with the blood of an albino dripping from his talons. An
2: albino child. An
0: albino child spitting bits of hair out while still protesting to the referee and the arresting officers (laughs) that he was tripped in the build-up. What a swan. that he should have had the free kick (laughs) first. What
3: what a swan song this is going to be. With a a head in one hand and the ball in the other, showing how he got it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Or at least pointing at a ball six yards away on the floor. During the second half of Forest, I did actually find myself (laughs) fantasising about running onto the pitch and, and... um, attacking Michael Brown.
3: You said that in your Warlock voice. <laughs> this is yeah. how um,
0: bored I was. I I was trying. I was inventing scenarios for like the lap of honor of him coming around in front of the East Stand, applauding, and me running from my seat and just taking him down to the floor and um, wailing upon him until I could be prevailed upon to stop, which would not be easy. Instead, I'll probably just clap, you know, if I'm still there.
3: Is anyone going to stay for that lap of honour thing?
0: <laughs> Could be embarrassing because no one's. Well, gonna, it's a lap surely. of appreciation, isn't it, for their efforts rather than their honour. Efforts. Yeah, so Stephen Warnock can stay in the fucking dressing room. Oh, injured! I can't. <laughs> <count for it. laughs> More hamstrings. Oh, he'll probably be having treatment on the other side of the pitch while all the other players t- are running around. I, t- I tell around.
2: you. Nigel Gibbs is going to fucking stride round there like a titan. He'll
0: he'll be riding a white horse. His top-off. I looked at whoscored.com. I don't know why I'm still bothering at the last game of the season. But I did discover... Has anyone else heard of Craig Bryson? No. 16 goals and 11 assists and he's a midfielder. And he cost them half a million from Kilmarnock a couple of seasons ago. I'm at the point... I don't know if it's football league corruption or if it's just the world is against us. But why have Derby fucking County got a midfielder who can score 16 goals and get 11 assists, who cost half a million. And he's Scottish. He's like like an uber Snodgrass. And they still Someone got him. Someone better than Snodgrass? 16 goals, 11 assists. Well, it'd be like, Snodgrass would be that good if Snodgrass was still here. Snodgrass has gone to Norwich and, you know... Ruined his um, career, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's nobody now. It's not fucking fair. And that's what I'm going to be thinking as well while Derby hammer us out of sight, even though it's their reserves because the first team are being rested for the playoffs and just getting massages and stuff. Because it is not fair. The Ken Bates villain of the fortnight.
2: This being our fortnightly award that we give to somebody who has contributed to our ongoing, never-ending, perpetual state of misery as Leeds United fans. Could be quite a short one this week, I think. Uh, Ken Bates
0: for... I hadn't really thought it through. Um, I want to blame everything I said about Howard Wilkinson before on Ken Bates. He temporarily took over yeah, okay. my mind and I meant none yeah, of it.
1: Right, that's fine. Yep. Um, who else do you want to nominate? Can we nominate United Security? Uh, a chap called Neil Hans. Some of you may or may not know that we run a magazine, which is on sale outside the ground on match days. You can catch my good friend Michael. Uh, myself, even. Yeah. And An array of uh, vendors that will be happy to um, sell your magazine. We'll work for Peanuts. Yeah. Just pound fifty. it is. Take terrible abuse. They do.
2: And can, can we just, just before you go any further, it's worth pointing out that this fanzine is in its 25th year now. That's correct. Yeah, next year will be the 25th anniversary. It's been on sale non-stop for a quarter of a century outside the football stadium, Ellen Road. Sorry, continue.
1: So, at the Blackpool game, we were out in force, selling the magazine as we do on a match day. Where do you sell it? I particularly sell it by the club shop. You can catch Michael down by the Loughfields Tunnel.
3: Both of which are areas on the um, public footpath. That's correct. The Queen's Highways. The yeah. Queen's Highways. Yeah. She never buys a copy, she gets the digital subscription for £10. <laughs> yeah.
1: Boom. We have other vendors around the ground near the northeast corner gates, outside the east end, and the west stand gates. It's worth pointing out that some of them are mere children. They are indeed, but cheap and friendly. Also, As cheap children tend to be. <laughs> All of which, on the public highway, not causing obstruction, not causing any hassle.
0: In accordance with laws and council regulations. Yes.
1: We were accosted by some United Security and so we, we were unable to sell outside the ground.
2: That's interesting. Firstly... I don't know why I'm pretending I don't know what this is about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're doing a good job, though. Yeah, carry on. Um, I'm being the listener. Firstly, we were told that we weren't allowed to sell. What was the reasoning? first issue was the club had never seen that magazine sold
0: outside the ground.
1: Goodness me, that sounds scandalous. Because, as you say, it's been running for 25 years.
0: Yeah. And as we didn't say, the cop cat bought it the week before. There's a picture of him yeah. on Twitter.
2: In the public domain of That's him right. buying it on the Queen's Highways. Is that right? That's right. That's we've right. Got, Ken
0: Bates has publicly slagged us off before. We've got photographs of Massimo Cellino with a copy in his hand, admittedly they're Photoshopped, but everything <laughs> else is genuine.
1: So, the police were involved. We were told we didn't need the licence to sell, which we don't. Mm-hmm. And we were on the public footpath. we were told to carry on. I was told twice by two separate security guards. Josh, who sells by the west End gates, was told to move three times hes uh, he's
2: one of the friendly children isn't he? That's right
1: yeah um and then eventually two security guards came down to see me and told me to move to the other side of the road other side of the road because I was on Leeds united property
0: you you've skipped past my favorite part of this. What did they say to you when they came down?
1: Well, I'd actually told Josh. To tell them, if they wanted to stop selling, to come down and tell me and tell me to stop selling. The gentleman in, in particular came down and said, I hear you want to talk to me. I said, no, I hear you want to talk to me. Yes!
2: <laughs> get in, Oddie! Go on, lad. Vigilante!
1: So, discussions didn't get heated, but they were told they were in the wrong mm-hmm. and told to go speak to the West Yorkshire Police, who told us we could sell. Which is not a euphemism. They went away and told the police, who all came back mob-handed hmm. and agreed it's, with me.
2: It, it's worth pointing out at this at this stage. We've I've I denigrated the South Yorkshire Police earlier. However, I would like to
3: say what a wonderful job the West Yorkshire Police did. Indeed, ignoring Oddie's so, all, "all coppers are bastards" tattoo, <laughs> which he has, had gloves on. It's fine. <laughs> oh, fine, excellent, excellent.
1: So, thank you to Brin at the West Yorkshire Police for yeah. helping us out, allowing us to carry on Appli- despite app-
2: applying the law. Indeed. Do, do you have a message for Neil Hunt, the man
3: uh, with the bleached hair, who who seems to oversee the in-house security? In my yeah. experience, he seems to oversee trouble between stewards and fans because he always seems to be at the centre of it. I presume he's there to help, but whenever I've seen bother inside the stadium, he's always been there, mm. right in the middle, having things shouted at him normally, <laughs> while he looks on like a gormless fool. <laughs> it's also <laughs> with a-, a sleepy face. <laughs>
2: It's also worth pointing out uh, that if you look up Neil Hant on the internet, that Neil Hant works for himself as a plumber. Is he looking for um, companionship
0: at all? They, uh, it, and he's got his, no. He's
2: got a terribly written Wix website, which he you is, can find.
0: Yes. hire. it says. How is it spelled, hire? Uh, H-I-Y-Y-A. I'm Neil Hant. I am a self-employed plumber, not... Looking for work companionship I work all around Yorkshire When you make a call I will not charged. So therefore I have no call out fee What Point. does he want to be when he grows up? <laughs> a steward
2: <laughs> So what we are saying If you are listening And you need a plumber in the Wakefield Or West Yorkshire area Is definitely give Neil Hunt a ring
0: I am not gas reg est <laughs> but I am water safe. So, so that's he's reassuring. Going
2: to, he's going to bring his armbands. Give Neil a ring, because he does free quotations. Get him round, and then call some
3: other plumbers. <laughs> don't call round. him round if you're looking for companionship, yeah. though, because he's not after that. And then call he, don't, he don't do that shit. <laughs> and then call some other plumbers and
0: use one of them. Because <laughs> most of the plumbers will let us sell our fanzine in peace, I imagine as well. Exactly. To be fair to Neil, it is going to be difficult for him when he's replaced by the Mario brothers in the... Um, in the not too distant future In our new Italian um, future As a security to man it'd be unfair well. to Neil
3: Fuck off <laughs> As a security man He's not the most intimidating looking person And if he wasn't Mario He could do with having a mushroom Make himself a little, little bit bigger A bit scary <laughs> Then Oddie might have not uh, might have Well not he did been... bring a six foot four brute with him Right Who yeah. did
1: He did pass the conversation over to him To tell me to move, I still did, went, move. did
3: he go You tell him Tell him <laughs> to <laughs> Tell him to move you go, Move And you went no, yeah. oh. but it was interesting to
1: hear their reasoning because one, it was rumored that, and I can't remember who, whether it was the police or Rob, one of the guys, who had mentioned this that they don't want people making money out of Leeds United
2: because because we make a fucking fortune. That's right, yeah. franzine. Have a <laughs> word with Michael
1: Brown. Uh, but then, secondly, they were they mentioned that they were just following orders. Whose orders? We'll get to the bottom of this I, I
3: saw him again Because um, Oddie was in the pub For the last game So I, I moved from my normal spot it's in the hope of, up In case of trouble In the hope of finding some bother I went and stood in his usual spot <laughs> And no one did, sadly, which was a shame because I had uh, taken the effort to print off land registry documents showing the borders of Ellum Road um, and also the bit of local government legislation that states that sellers of newspapers and periodicals don't require a a street trader's licence. So I had that ready to show him. It's a bit of a shame they didn't ask. But he did walk past and asked him if we were all right to sell and he said it was nothing to do with him and he was just following orders. Which is what the Nazis said. (laughs) Godwin's law there for you, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. Godwin's law. (laughs) It's not an excuse though, is it? It's
2: not an excuse. Not an excuse. Congratulations, Neil and the Legionite Security. You have won our Villain of the Fortnight Award.
3: Any other business?
2: And talking of said fanzine, the final issue will go on sale against Derby, subject to any aggro. It's got the Vinnie Jones interview in it. It's issue 10 of 10.
0: We're also looking at uh, a comprehensive review of the season, which... It's kind of invoking, in my mind, memories of our comprehensive tribute to Ken Bates from the start of the season, whether we should just do that again. <laughs> but uh, we can promise you some sort of look back at, at what has passed for a, a season. A football? I wouldn't call it football. The lowlights, yeah. as we may
3: call them. Maybe we should look to do that with the next podcast as well. On the when was Leeds United's best season question, <laughs> where do you think this one's fallen? How many
0: have we had? Uh, well, knowing you that can it, include Leeds City if you want an FL 129 vote, so probably about second, 2.5. They just make up the votes. I, mean, I think these votes were all counted in Zimbabwe, weren't they? Or some other. Is Zimbabwe known for its corruption? Yes. yes. All right, yes. safe. Yes. Sorry for the people of Zimbabwe, for you. Uh, they're only following orders don't worry (laughs) we can't equate the population of Zimbabwe (laughs) with Nazis (laughs) only their elected officials I was
2: going to say Mugabe does have a toothbrush moustache though like Hitler anyway look out for issue 10 so does Luke Murphy of the mag it'll be on sale against Derby external corners of Ellen Road on the path (laughs) the Queen's Highway
0: where we have every right to be
2: so look out for that and uh, thanks for listening to us this time as well uh, bye from me and Michael. Bye. And Moscow. Goodbye. And Oddie. Goodbye. We'll return for the last one of the season after the Derby game. Um, enjoy. Bye bye.
0: The Square Ball Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince.